Welcome back to The Lounge. Now, it's always a pleasure to have very special international guests. And I've got Jamie Bauer, who's the founder of Podcasters Platform, but also a coach and wellness advocate joining me in The Lounge. Welcome to The Wellbeing Lounge, Jamie. Thanks for having me, Audrey. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so great to chat with you. Now, tell me a little bit more about the Podcasters Platform and what inspired you to start it up, please. Yeah, so um, we kind of realized that there's a lot of information out there for podcasters, uh, technically, like what microphone to have, how to edit, all the stuff that, you know, for me, I just, that's not my wheelhouse. And there's so much information there, but we realized to get a really good podcast. And this kind of is the overall theme of my life, really. It's, it's developing that person behind the microphone. So if we can help develop the person behind the microphone, it's going to uh, produce better podcasts. Now, someone can have the best equipment, they can have the best editing, but if they themselves are feeling stressed, they're feeling like they don't have support, they're feeling overwhelmed, the show's not going to be a success. And so we went, okay, how could we bring in personal development? How could we bring in community into podcasting? Because as you know, it can be kind of a a silo, like a, like a individual approach. You have these awesome conversations with people, but then it's just you grinding and editing and working. So how could we help to kind of create that natural support structures around other people who are going through the same thing and build a community together to help spur each other on? So that was the heart of coming behind Podcasters Platform. And that's kind of what our goal is, is how do we help you become better at who you are so that you can have a better podcast? I love that. And I think the personal approach is so important because you're absolutely right. The best tech in the world is not going to make up for somebody who is just too scared to put their message across. So what, how do you work with people when, when they sign up and join you? Yeah. So we have an awesome community. Uh, it's, it's through a, a platform called circle. So we have like different, uh, different rooms, kind of like almost like Facebook groups, different rooms for different conversations and stuff. We have all these courses, um, we have over 10 series of courses that are going out from pre, you know, from the the place of like, I kind of think I want to do a podcast, but I don't know, all the way up to like, how do you monetize your show? And how do you, uh, how can we give you pre-scripted emails just to copy paste and send out? So really kind of every step of the journey. And then we do a weekly gaggle um, every Wednesday that is just like a hangout and it's more um yeah, personal development focus. So how to set goals. Uh, today, we're going to be doing a fun exercise on uh, affirmations and getting creative with like, how do you position yourself to become the person that you want to be? So really fun, engaging, interacting uh, kind of events that we try and put on for the community. I absolutely love this because that's definitely something that I come across as a community radio host. You get a lot of people who really want to put their message across, but they're actually quite scared to do it because they've not had that experience. They know which mic to buy, but it's more about what happens when they get behind it. And just, I guess, out of interest for myself and my listeners, um, is this open to people across the world or do we have to be in Canada? No, no, no. So this is open for the first 500 people. It's going to be absolutely free. There's no, we, you know, we're not using this as a, to, to sell anything. It's just a community of people. So we're trying to get it up to 500 people. And then we'll probably put a uh, subscription after that for anyone else. So the, the door is definitely still open for people. Um, yeah, anybody's welcome. Absolutely amazing. Now, your own journey to becoming a coach and focused on personal development and then to developing the platform actually began with managing your own 
condition of asthma. Now, can you tell me a little bit about that? But could you also define some of the symptoms and really what makes up asthma? Because a lot of people, I believe, still think, oh, you, you've got a pump, you'll be fine. It's just a bit of breathing. You know, that's all in your head. And I don't think that's quite yeah. the case. <laughs> yeah, I so I was diagnosed when I was two years old. Um, we were going to my uncle's uh, farm and he had horses. And so we were going to go riding on horses and it just triggered my body, I just couldn't breathe. I, I we had to go to the hospital. It was oh. like rural Saskatchewan. So that's like prairies, country land. So rushed to the hospital. And, uh, you know, I've been in and out of hospitals my whole life, especially when I was younger. Um, I was kind of like the worst asthmatic I knew of. So essentially, this is what I tell people. They try, okay, like what, what is asthma? What does it feel like? Grab a straw mm-hmm. and just breathe through that. And just try and find peace without getting anxious as you try and breathe continually through a straw. Because what happens is essentially your body is reacting to something in the, like a trigger. So it could be like horses or it could be environmental or even like stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then your bronchial tubes just, okay, we're scared and we're going to try and self-preserve. So it's like an autoimmune reaction almost. And your bronchial tubes constrict and then it just constricts your airways. And what happens is during that time, it's really stressful. It's, it, yeah. it's very an- anxious producing. And so it actually kind of doubles down the effect and it even it makes it worse on yourself because you're trying to find, you know, you tr- you're trying to like, okay, how do I just breathe calmly, breathe deeply, but in your head, you're going, I'm getting less oxygen. I'm getting, okay, I need to breathe harder. And it's a really, it is a real thing because um, you just, you can't breathe. And so if you try and breathe through a straw, that's exactly what asthma is like. And so it, uh, it, it definitely, uh, limited my quality of life for, you know, for my whole life. It's, it's been a, definitely a, a long road of like traveling in and out of hospitals when I was younger, um, even in the, out of the hospitals when I was adult. And then kind of how do you live knowing your body is the limiter, not your mind, not your intention, but it's some physical defect in your body that's limiting you from the things you want to do. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's a lot more than just, okay, take it, take your inhaler. Okay. You can breathe now. It's like mentally you're like, if I leave that inhaler, if I forget that, oh my goodness, I could die. You know, it's a, it's, it's just a constant um, thing that you're always aware of. Just listening to you, that's such a powerful metaphor. And really, when you you were talking about that, it reminded me, I went scuba diving, not scuba diving, and just snorkeling, actually. And I had a full mm-hmm. face mask. And exactly as you said, I was trying to breathe through the, the breathing pipe, panicked, then found I couldn't breathe, then made myself worse. I don't have asthma, but I know that feeling. And and it is psychologically, you you make yourself even more unable to breathe and that's even more frightening and you're right to talk about it's not just that but it's the trips in and out of hospital it's from two years old you're missing out on so much as well there's a whole kind of almost lifetime of management and your parents must have been quite scared and protective as well so you know that must really affect you growing up too How, how did that impact you yeah well now that I'm a parent I look back and go, oh my goodness, my poor mother and and father, like they, yeah, just the inability to help because, okay, so let's say if someone, um, you know, if you burn yourself, like if my my kid like touched the stove, like, okay, let's put your hand under cold water, like I can help. But when your child can't breathe, 
you're completely useless. And like, there's nothing you can do to open bronchial tubes as like a, like in that reaction. So it's, you know, it's 911, it's drive to the hospital, it's take your medication. And that is, I think what brought that, I, I have coached some asthmatics about this and it's like, there's this weird um, uh, relationship that we have with medication because I love it when I need it because, you know, it's, it's saved my life so many times, but I absolutely hate it because I'm so dependent on it. So as a, as a kid, you have this fear of like, I always remember having this childhood fear of what, you know, if I'm on an airplane and the airplane crashes and I survive, I'll eventually die though, because I will run out of medication. So you have this weird relationship where you love the medication because it's been able to save your life, but you're also aware that your mortality is like directly linked to that. And this is, this goes beyond just asthmatics, right? Like people who are on medication kind of to live, um, there's this weird unhealthy relationship. And that I think is what was one of the early seeds to me going, I have to look at other options in my life instead of just relying on medication. And it kind of led me down this journey of, hold on, maybe I have an active participatory role to play in my health and well-being. Okay, so th- that was like the first kind of like aha moment of, hold on, I've been taught my whole life, uh, asthma is uh, the only way to treat asthma is with medication. And that's that's all there is available because there's limited studies. And as doctors, they can't recommend anything else because there's just nothing pr- like definitively proven like the medication. So, um, so I understand where they're coming from. But you know, Grace, thank the, thank God for my wife. Cause she's going, you know what, maybe you eating like junk food and all this other stuff, maybe that's got an effect on your body. And I was going, yeah, I don't know. Like I've had this my whole life. Like, who are you to say you've never had asthma? You don't know what it's like. And initial pushback, right? Cause it's like, yeah. what you're saying is like causing me to change my lifestyle. I don't want that. So we're yeah. not going to change. Your healthspiration podcast is part of that raising awareness it's part of letting people know the things that those who are managing illness especially chronic illness and long-term illness go through and probably worse still when that illness is invisible to some extent how difficult Mm -hmm. this must be can you tell me more about this because i think this is a great idea and i think it's so important yeah it um so I wanted to go, okay, how are there other people who are taking an active role in their life? So they go, um, okay, and this is not a, like for my journey, it wasn't like I'm either going to take medication or go holistic healing. It wasn't either or, it was a both and, and it still is a both and because, you know, I tell people like, if I'm dying of an asthma attack, don't give me like kale, okay? I need my inhaler. Like it's not a... And, you know, my goal, obviously, eventually, I'd love to get off of uh, completely off of medication. And I've been able to reduce that significantly just through holistic healing and wow. lifestyle choices. But with healthspiration, what was really interesting, this is something I didn't really think I was going to get when I would talk to all these people was, there's an overall theme, there's two. First, it was this awareness that I have the ability to play an active participatory role in my health. So my health isn't just between me and my doctor. It's between me and my choices. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. I have a choice to make that can either promote health and well-being, or I have a choice that can promote sickness and disease. And that was for me, like the big step realizing that the second was, and this was so powerful. 
everybody who I talked to had the same thing. It's like the thing that meant to destroy me. So that sickness or that Crohn's disease or cancer or whatever it was, that is actually the thing that I used to bring the most life into me. So, which was really a cool flip. So it's like um, uh, from death to life, from darkness to light, from negative to positive. And it was, it was that kind of like that which meant to destroy me, actually, I turned it to bring the most yeah. life because by tackling those things head on, yes. people were able to go, hold on, there's like more power inside of me to to bring life than there is of death. And it was a really cool, like like literally everyone had the same thing, yeah. like the same kind of story. And that was like really cool to speak to that core human Need, uh, ability that I think we all, I, I, and this is like my belief, I think we all have that ability to overcome the difficulties that life is going to throw our way. And and that's why I'm so focused on community. That's why with podcasters platform, it's like, how do we help you as the person? That's why with like my other startup I'm involved in enabled you, it's like, how do we create, you know, people set goals for their life, but how do you, how do you accomplish that? Well, friend power, go, friend powered goal setting. Okay. What's that look like? It's because it's people who can help us to see from a different perspective. Yes. It's our community of support that can speak life into us and go, Hey, hold on. And, and can, they can like pull us up, you know? Yes. And if we can cultivate that, uh, and that's what I needed in my life. That was my wife for me for so many years. My wife was going, hold on. Like there's more for you than just living, you know, day by day, dependent on medication. Mm -hmm. Like there's more for you. Yeah, And she gave me that higher perspective that I could then go, okay, I'm going to aim higher here. And that is like a powerful thing. Cause when we can go, okay, hold on, maybe there's more for me in life here. Maybe instead of becoming a victim to asthma, maybe I can use asthma to uh, bring life to me. That's what can that look like? And then it's, that's a whole journey of like self-exploration and discovery. I love that. And there's two really key points that I want to pull out a little bit more, if you don't mind. And, and uh, yeah. the, the, the first is exactly what you said. I've had so many guests sharing their life stories, and I'm so grateful to you for sharing yours as well, of facing that illness. Uh, one person had a stroke. Someone was at that lowest point of alcoholism. You've And you've got people who have been through that, and that has changed their perspective so completely. And that's what they've almost uses the springboard to to where they are now and I think that's a really important point but your point about friendship along with that is also mm -hmm. key because whilst you are the one who has to make those changes we really do rely on other people to in the case of your wife see things that we're either unable to see or not not ready to see and I think that's really important and so do you, do you think there is is one more important than the other or do you think it's both that you need that network of support but you also need to find that within you that that resilience I guess within you to to keep going yeah I, I think I, in this case too I think it's a both and I think you know you can't and I, I've come to understand this a lot more with kids it's like I cannot just keep telling them what to do and then yeah. and then do it for them like they've got to make that choice and I but how can I empower them to do that and with friendship and with my wife, like, you know, if, if my wife just kept nagging at me, like, okay, you got to stop eating this, stop eating this, that would like, that would not have changed my perspective. But if she went, instead of just telling them like him what not to do, like, don't eat this chips or don't eat, you know, candy all the time. 
she went, what would happen if, you know, she started coaching me in a sense, like, do you not, she's like, do you not think that if you eat unhealthy, your body's going to react unhealthy? And that was like, and then she's left it. And it's like, I had to discover that. So friends definitely have that ability to see from a different perspective Yes. because, you know, we know we can look at like some of those close friends and go, man, that person, like they are so high achiever. Like they have so much to offer the world, but oftentimes we don't see that in ourselves. And that's why that's the beauty. That's why we're not um, all living isolated in the woods alone from each other. That's why the pandemic was so hard uh, with, with restricting people, seeing people. It was like, that's, we need that. We, we cannot survive without that. And, you know, this is our heart with like, um, uh, you know, with enabled you is like, how do we, create that environment that normalizes vulnerability yes so that we can go hey uh this is who you are and like i'm going to help you get to that level of who you know whatever that goal or uh, objective is in your life because if we normalize that because we're all thinking it it's like my kids they'll go to a a playground that they and they don't know anyone there and they'll kind of stand and stare and i go hey do you want to know what the secret here is to the playground all these other kids, they want to play with you as well. And you want to play with them. Trying to like get that first step of just like go up to them and say, Hey, do you want to play? Every single time they've done that, every kid's like, yeah, let's play. Cause they just want to play, but it takes one of them to just break the ice to normalize that vulnerability to be like, okay, this is safe. Dad's here. It's safe for me to go up and, and ask a kid, you know, that I don't know to play. But once they do that, man, they just start running off and I don't see them for the next hour because they're just playing. And so how do we create that in culture and society where we can normalize that vulnerability that breaks the ice for that first step of, hey, you know, I'm not doing so well, or hey, I've set a goal for my life. Do you want to do it with me? Or do you want to be my supporter? And what can that look like when we can kind of normalize that? Um, You know, because I would not have been here if my wife had not challenged me Mm -hmm. to aim higher. And it's like, it's such a good opportunity to have those people in your life. Yes, yes, yes. And and it is about almost putting ego and defensiveness behind us. And you're yeah. absolutely right to be talking about being in that vulnerable space and allowing yourself to be in there, because that's where we probably make our biggest breakthroughs. Maybe you've already answered this question, but is there one piece of advice or one thing you think we could do better when it comes to looking after our own well-being, whether we are dealing with any chronic illness or whether we are just going through a difficult time or whether we just want to improve ourselves a little bit? Is there one thing that we could try today, right now, to make our lives that little bit better? Yeah. And this everybody can do. It's just real. Ask yourself, do I have the ability to become an active participant in my health? And the answer is yes. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. But you got to find out what that looks like for you. Yeah. And for me, you know, it was like just drink a glass of water first thing in the morning. I think we try and set these huge goals way up. Like I'm gonna get a medication free in one day. It's like it's not gonna work. It's a. It's taken me like two years to get to that place. But it's it started with just like what's the easiest first step I can do, and it was just drink a glass of water in the morning. And then as I did that. I bridged action with intention. I told so the action was drinking water, the intention, and I told myself out loud, I'd say, I do this because I prioritize my health. Drink the water. Done. That was all I did for the day. I'd never told myself do more because I would I would I, it, that was Say within my capacity. Yeah. yeah, that was baby step one. And be okay with that. Celebrate that. So you have an active role to play in your health. And it's as easy as starting with just drinking a glass of water. That's 
That's fabulous. That really is. And it, it's such an easy thing that we can build into our lives. It's not having to do something extra, which is what we almost put upon ourselves. Yeah. And we feel so overwhelmed. We don't actually do it. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Um, where can we find out more about you and maybe join your platform and and, yeah. and learn more? I do want to ask you one more thing about asthma in a moment, but f- f- for the moment, just your links and everything, please. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, if you're into podcasting or even if you're not and you're like, I don't know, maybe I want to do it. Maybe I don't. The, it's for everyone it's podcastersplatform.com um and then the startup that i'm involved in we're building an app-based platform for friend powered goal setting that is uh you can find that at, at enabled you.io um so we'll be launching the platform uh, early next year uh, or or late this year so that's really exciting too but um and then uh that's really all i mean i'm not really active on instagram or anything else Oh, no, that's that's wonderful because there's so many opportunities for us to not only get involved, but to learn from you as well. It's it's so great to be part of that supportive community. Just to bring it around to Asma once more, just because Mm -hmm. I've done this show now for two and a half years. You are the first person I've spoken to about asthma, which is really bizarre to me because now we've been speaking about it. I'm sort of thinking, well, why haven't I spoken to anyone about this (laughs) before? And then I looked it up and actually asthma is so common and yet there really aren't many asthma charities or anything no. other than your your typical NHS in the UK. We have an NHS webpage on asthma and that's about it. Why? Why is this when it clearly it can make such an impact on our lives? Yeah, it is. A, you know, it's an it's like not a like people. Yeah, definitely die from it. And I, I, I don't know why there isn't enough um, awareness about asthma. You know, I, I, I knew just a couple of asthmatics growing up and now I've been able to kind of connect with a lot. I, I would, I would be excited to see more awareness of how holistic healing and health can have an effect on asthma. Now I'm not saying doctors need to go, if you, you know, eat kale and, you know, like, you know, like wild meat or organic meat or whatever it is, uh, you'll not have asthma. I don't think that's the messaging, but go, Hey, like, there's things that you can do in your life that can promote health and well-being or sickness and disease. And if we can just start at that step um, and then empower people to overcome that, you know, and know, like knowing like with asthma, like it's an inflammatory, you're, you're basically chronically in a hyperreactive state. Your body's hyperreactive because it overreacts over the smallest things, which it shouldn't, right? There's nothing, technically there's nothing in horse hair or the environment that should cause my bronchial tubes to constrict, but it's my body's in that hyperactive. So how can we promote peace? How can we promote just that lessen that response system and promoting that I think is a great way, a doorway into asthma instead of just going straight clinical. It's a both and Hey, you have asthma. And like, yeah, we understand that there's like these medications, but also like, here's the opportunity this is like a way for you to also become a participatory role. We're going to do, you know, asthma um, community walks or asthma community, whatever, to create that community around people who are aiming higher for their life and, and who have asthma, but aren't limited by, well, I have asthma, therefore, you know, I must live a lesser life. It's going, no, like you can do more than you think and just kind of pushing people in that way. That would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because that would be, that's such a good metaphor. In fact, for, what psychology and coaching does because it is about treating that almost overreaction that we're having in our own heads which then cause Mm -hmm. a multitude of other habitual or strange behaviors that we can't help perhaps 
and taking yep. back control again. What one thing can we do to have that influence over our lives? If you don't mind giving me your enabled you and your podcast platform links again, please, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's uh, enabledyou.io and then podcastersplatform.com. Thank you so much, Jamie. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, Audrey. And that's all we have time for. But if you'd like to find out more, do go to my website, which is www.draudreyt.com and check out my articles, which give you practical tools to live your best life. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive.